Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Friday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Hey. The boys are here. The boys are here. I'm Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you up until 7 o'clock tonight, friends of the show, talking sports and sports-adjacent content. And alongside me is Taylor Swift's next 10-minute-long song, Ah. Van Nunley. Van, how are you? I'm just so good, buddy. Beautiful day. Just so busy. We were so productive today. We did all of the stuff. Every day of my life is that day of my life. Producing for this program, and if you're a fan of KKOB, he was producing the Radiothon this morning, Michael Vital. Michael, how are you? And a hello and happy radio to you guys. Friday. Yes. It's my first one before vacation, so I'm very excited. My last one before vacation. I'll be off next week. Only three days of the program next week. Van will be here for all three of them. That's correct. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then holiday schedule, which is Thursday night football. But it's not really Thursday night because it's Thanksgiving. Thursday day. Thursday, like later evening. Is there three or four games? Four, I think. Is there three four this year? So Vital says three, and he would That's know. Three. And then Lady Lobos on Friday, the 26th. You were out on the KKOB airwaves this afternoon, Van, helping with their Roadrunner Food Bank Radiothon. How was that experience? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, sat in with K, uh, KKOB's Brandon Vogt. We call him BV around yeah, here. Yeah, BV. He's just BV to me, but you know him as Brandon Vogt. I got to see a lot of people come in and donate canned goods. Oh, I love and, that. And dry goods and come in and make donations. And ramen noodle soups. It, there was a bunch of boxes of ramen. Yeah. A lot of beans, a lot of rice, a lot of canned veggies, and a lot of ramen. Uh, I was thinking about like getting my hands on some of the ramen, but oh. number one, it's for a really good cause. Yeah. Number two is the shrimp flavor, and that's easily the worst flavor. I don't mess with that. That's the worst ramen there there's, is. So there's a lot of versions of ramen. The like the Walmart version with the like Chinese lettering on it, I Fine. feel I feel it's more authentic. Fine. Yeah. Don't know if it is or not, but that's how I feel. So that's the one I go with when I go with. I had the ramen last night, actually. Funny you say that. Because yesterday, although I did not announce it to the friend of the show, I got the booster shot for COVID nineteen's vaccination. Oh, you needed some uh and I was, comfort. Yeah, I was like, oh, I need some ramen. 505-246-0610. Connect with your boys on the text line or the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. 505-246-0610. We got an action-packed one today, and I could have replaced the word action with guest. So, 5 o'clock, joining us. Let me start over. 4.45. Oh, by, by the way, hold on one, one second. If you'd like to donate to the Roadrunner Food Bank for the KKOB Foodathon, yes, just go right up to rrfb.org. Slash KKOB. Okay. Yeah. Or go down there to Tin Can Alley and make a donation. They got a they got a card reader. They got a Venmo. 
what I will do at the break is I will set up helpyourboys.com, which is our website, to redirect to that to make it a little bit easier Strongly. on the friend of the show. So help your boys, helpyourboysboys.com. Also, if you go down there and make a donation, you get a dollar off Santa Fe Brewing beer. From Well, I think this text just came through because you were over on KKOB this afternoon, Van. Okay. But the first text is, justice was not served today in Kenosha. Ooh. Oh, my. There's a, we will text about that on the side because this is not the show for that, but a sentiment that I agree with. Uh, 4.45 today, Josh Pacheco is the new hitting coach for the Albuquerque Isotopes and... Jordan. Oh, what did I say, Josh? Yeah. So Josh is a kid I went to high school with. You went to school with a Josh Pacheco. I did, so that's weird that Jordan I wrote Pacheco that. Pacheco is the new hitting coach. So Jordan Pacheco, who you remember as a high schooler, state champion, not just in baseball but also basketball, then an isotope, then a Colorado Rocky, and now the hitting coach for the isotopes. The isotopes had a big press conference about that this afternoon. I was there. I was able to catch up with Josh, so we will play that at the 445 mark. So I said Josh again. So thank you to Jordan Pacheco. <laughs> I went. He played. We played basketball together. Me and Josh Pacheco. You not Jordan. You didn't. No. And then immediately following our interview with Jordan Pacheco, John Traub will join us, the GM of the Isotopes. There's some neat stuff going on with minor league baseball right now. So he'll be calling in on the Quans Auto Care hotline, kind of talking about there's like new rules for housing for players and kind of some neat stuff going on. So if you're into the business side of like baseball, this is going to be a good spot for you. At 5.30, our friend A.J. Bramlett will join us. You know A.J. Bramlett as a national champion, Van. I'm a big fan. I am, too. Big fan of his work. Also a podcast host, and he has some cool stuff going on with his new product, and he's able to catch up with a lot of NBA players and do some cool stuff. So if you're into that kind of insight and sports, that will be there for you. At 6 o'clock, our friend Dane from the YMCA will be joining us. they got some youth programs going on over there. We're going to talk about that. Awesome. And how it can be available to you during the holiday season. And then here's a new reoccurring segment for the entire history of what we are going to do here on this program. Okay. Fridays at 6.30. Okay. Ryan Tamari will join us. Oh. To talk about what he's doing Yay. on Saturday mornings. That's uh, Vital's new best friend. So Ryan Tamari of First and 505 will be joining us. Tonight at 6.30 to talk about the 8 a.m. show tomorrow. I know he's got a lot of guests this weekend. He's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Isotopes Park is weird when it's not baseball season. I was there today for a press conference, and it was like it was like a ghost town. The crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd. None of that was there. The smell of popcorn and peanuts. There was one tumbleweed. That's what there was. Oh, was there really? It, was, it is tumbleweed season. I'm going to start coming. It was so scary. It was, well, you were, like, legitimately scared. It was omnibus. It got oh. a great view if you're in the upper deck. What? I would never go up there. It's too far. And what if something were to happen to me? There'd be no one there to help me because it was a ghost town. Did you Did you take the elevator? No, I, I don't even know if it was the elevator off? There was, like, the third base entrance was there, so that we could. So it was, like, me and, like, a bunch of TV guys or whatever. And I, I like, snuck in. But I didn't, you know, because the door was open. But oh, it yeah. wasn't. So he's had a, a batty cage in, inside that place. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of weird catacombs in there. I never. Well, I didn't go down there today. We were just on the field. I would love to go down to the batting cage. I'd love to take some BP underneath Tope Stadium. You think you do well at that? Very well. I can stroke. Your boy can stroke. I mean, like against when like I say triple stroke, A, <laughs> I mean hit baseballs against AAA level. I just don't think you could. I think I don't. You're, are you talking about batting practice pitching? 
No, no, no. Like a 60-year-old man throwing baseballs at me? I'm talking about digging in against a kid that speaks very poor English. I'm the in the thing... catacombs for batting practice. That's not what I'm talking about. I didn't talk about lacing them up and getting on the field. We can go to the cages off Lomas right now. I'm not impressed by that. What I'm saying is if you were to stand okay. 60 feet 6 inches. Okay, Shania Twain, it will impress you much <laughs> when you see me in action. Because I... The first couple years of our bromance, I was playing baseball here in Albuquerque in the MABL, and Vital, guess who never came and watched me? My best friend. <laughs> Can you believe that? You didn't play a single year. I almost broke up with him. The The first year I was here, you were out with a knee injury, and then there was COVID, and then instead of playing sports, you got into a profession where you talked about sports. This is revisionist history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, it's called yes-anding. We should be yes-anding, right? <laughs> the texter is pretty fired up about Kenosha right now, and um, I hear you. I hear you. We were on KKOB last night, and there was not a ruling in the Kenosha case, so we did not talk about it. Didn't touch on it a lot. We talked about John Deere instead because I hate corporate farming. You were on KK. Do you even work here anymore? It's all KKOB for you now? Barely. They don't watch their backs. That Radiothon is a cool thing they're doing. I think last year they raised something crazy, like $50,000 or something. Yeah, that's the goal again this year. Is it? Yeah. And they do it in like just a couple days. Right. It's it's today, Vital, and then is it through the weekend, or how does that work? I think tomorrow. Okay. And I'm not really sure. Vital, did you get a total before uh, you got off air? That's it was uh, just short of 10000 Yeah, that's what I thought. Wow. Yeah. Nine thousand ninety six something. Oh, like by that. the way, uh, two men on. That's us. Van Nunley and Fred Slow made a donation of fifty dollars. Oh, there you go. I didn't know. We're. I would. I would pay more. I would donate more. But here's the thing. The corporate card for you is maxed at fifty dollars, and you couldn't do that. Poverty. Poverty is the answer. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm poor. <laughs> I'm poor. But you gave something. So I did. Fifty dollars. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot for a poor radio host. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. I'm a fan of helping. I usually donate time because I don't have any money. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm the first guy that's like, you need someone to pick up trash, right? Yeah. Like, if there's like an event that helps people, it's just cool. as good. Yeah. I got a stick with a nail on it. Look at me go. Who's got two thumbs and can't donate because he's poor? Oh, this guy. This volunteer right here. Yeah, hey, what do you need? I just, I'll, I'll work a shovel. That's a real thing in my life. That's really how my mind works. Because yeah. I like giving monetarily, but, like, what's better than my money? I don't know, the billboard of this program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will utilize that to pick up trash at your event. I'll do a really good job. Mm -hmm. Time invested. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree completely. There was a snoozer of a Thursday night football game last night. Big surprise. No, well, not at all. No, not at all. No. We're going to get into that after the break. Vital, are we at it? I think we're close. Yeah, we need to go. No, let's take it right now. <laughs> Dave Busters presents Two Men On Thursday Night Football. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. And we start our mornings at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live on the program. We are two men on Thursday Night Football. You get the branding there, Vital? Two men on? Yes, I do. So it's a baseball. And it's a wide open, yeah. too. You can use it for different. Very smart. 
The New England Patriots went down to Atlanta and beat Atlanta. And you're like, well, okay, Fred. I mean, one team's got to win. That's pretty good. No, no, no. Van. They beat Atlanta. It was embarrassing. It was hard to watch. It was hard to listen to. I was driving around running some errands. This is why Thursday Night Football has to go. It is not a good product. 25-0 is not indicative of both these teams. The Patriots are not a team that shuts out teams. The Falcons are not a team that gets shut out. The Falcons? And the Patriots didn't do great either. But no. They, they didn't. Patriots didn't need to because the, Fal- the Falcons played so poorly. The Falcons had 165 total yards. In the whole game. The whole game. How many is that per quarter? 61.25. That's 41 yards per quarter. 41.25. That's four first downs. That's that's bad. It was so bad. bad. football. And the players have been advocating to get rid of Thursday because you see a bunch of unnecessary injuries on Thursday. I need you to stop calling me a player. Well, Fred, you're not a player. You just crush a lot. Ah. So a lot of players hate Thursdays because of the short week, yeah. the, the prep, but it mostly it makes you a lot more likely to be injured, and that ruins your career. People don't want to lose their careers because the NFL wants to have an extra game on. You need Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. That's the only one. That's the only one. That's the only one all year. The rest of them, they simply have to go. I, you know, you know, I love disagreeing with you, Fred. It's like one of my favorite things to do. This one, you're just spot on. There should not be Thursday. And somebody was sitting at home last night, New England Patriots fan, and they're like, like friend of the show. Like, Fred, you're an idiot. My team won real big, and they would have won real big. They would not have won real big. That's what I'm telling you. You think it would have been more of a game on Sunday? It absolutely would have been more of a game on Sunday. For both teams. Like, even 308 total yards, that usually doesn't win a game. And they won 25 rip. I, I'm, I'm against Thursday night football. I like Monday night football. It's the game of the week. It's the spotlight. It's the bright lights. It's a night game. That's cool. We'll just have Sunday be football day, y'all. Do do all your choring. Do all your choring on Saturday. You got a nice full week. Do all your choring. And then take Sunday off and enjoy the game. I am the biggest Joe Buck fan. The biggest. Yes, you are. I'm the biggest Joe F- Buck fan. But... This Troy Aikman, I don't think has it anymore. If you spend the entire – because the broadcast is a blowout. There's not – you're not breaking down the game. And he's like, um, Mac Jones going to be the signal caller for the Patriots for the next 18 years. You just you just do an infomercial for Mac Jones at this point? What Like, what is the vibe here, Troy Aikman? Like, what are you bringing to me? So not only are the players dialing it in, the broadcast that's what I'm saying. dialing it in as well. Because you don't get you don't get the time. You still get to meet with the players, but it's not like in a traditional week where hey, you sit down on Saturday and you kind of go over 
highlights of, of what you want to be spotlighted by the team. You figure out all this stuff. These guys just got done playing on Sunday. They got to take a break on. We you show up Monday, get checked out. Tuesday you traditionally have off, but you don't have off when you have the Thursday. Wednesday is travel. There you are Thursday. No one is prepared. No. No. And I don't need a three-hour-long commercial on Mac Jones. Except for uh, the Ravens' wildly improbable comeback. That's the only good game all year. They just waste games. Yeah. Thursday's always like Jacksonville, Detroit. How much money does, like, Fox have to be like, hey, NFL, we really need you to ruin your product so we can go oppo the voice? I know it's not on Fox. It's on NFL Network or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. It's free on Amazon, isn't it? Is it? I think so. But still, you you want your player, you want all your favorite players on the field. You don't want them, you want them to avoid injury. Why would you have them play three days later? Because you're done with the game Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. You got all Monday to recuperate. Hey, football is hard on you. It is hard. And then three days later, you got to go somewhere else and play football? I, th- I think it's a horrible idea. Think Major League Baseball. Like, not think them, think about them. Like, if you have a starting pitcher that has a routine to go every fifth day. What traditionally happens when they have to go on three days rest? They, they do quite poorly. Every time. Yeah. That's what it is for these teams. Every time. And now if you're an Atlanta fan, and this is hyper-specific, you got ten days to think about how just awful and terrible your logo is and your team. But if you're a Patriots fan, hoo-hoo-hoo, my boys – And then you end up with, like, weird stats where, like, the Patriots, because I think it's, like, 70, right? So it's the Patriots have scored 70 unanswered points in a row. Well, one of those was on Thursday, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it don't count. It, 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 you know it's not an ideal situation for teams when you have to play. Every team has to play on Thursday. You can't just say, eh, we're not doing it this year. You are contractually obligated to play on a Thursday. The Quans Auto Care Hotline is wide open. In front of the show, Lenny joins us. Lenny, welcome. How are you doing? So let's look at Atlanta's record. You have uh, they have some high scoring games where they've scored three points this year, thirteen points this year, <laughs> seventeen points this year, ten and two preseason games. Okay, they score about as much as I do when I go to a club. Hey. Okay, so. Thursday night games are not great, but starting next year, Amazon has all of them. So They're well, not going away. No, they're never going away. No, they're not going away. I'm just saying it's a bad idea. And it's not going to be. It's a bad idea, but the NFL is no, a cash cow. For sure. And they're going, and the players agree to this. An absolute superstar has to be hurt. If Christian McCaffrey couldn't push the needle to get Thursday stop. It's going to have to be like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers season-ending injury on a Thursday for them to even think about it. Okay, so what's worse? A Thursday game or a game in London on a Saturday where you have to fly out and then come back with the jet lag there and back? Thursday. It's not even close. 
I hate Thursday so much. I like the I like the European game because okay, you got to expand the game. It's still kind of the same day of the week. The Thursday, both teams have to travel. Like that to me is a lot more fair than sleepy, lazy, dumb Thursday night football. Flying New York to okay. L.A. isn't that different from flying New York to London. Good point. Okay, so now let's just go into the Cowboys just lost Amari Cooper for the next two games. Idiot. And they lost Micah Parsons for this game. Well, no, I mean, he's just a linebacker. That doesn't mean anything. Only the one of the best on the team. <laughs> you know so how I feel about the line, linebackers. The line is two and a half against the Chiefs. Which way do you go? Chiefs in the money line. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the Dallas, and again, I hate saying it, they're pretty good. They're very good. They're very good. Very good football team. I'm going to pick Dallas to still win, and you're going to see Diggs do a pick six. That would be the difference. A defensive touchdown will be all they need to defeat the Chiefs. He's unreal. He matters. Like, no offense to, like, everyone's favorite player, Micah Parsons, but – that there's your there's your playmaker. So what is he, Dion two Except that he's not afraid to tackle. Well, I I said that on the show that he's Dion esque, and I got lambasted for it. Well, Lenny just said it. By, I'm sticking by it. He plays. He'll tackle you. That was not a yeah. Dion, Dion will just like yeah. jump at your legs, do nothing. Yeah, Dion will push you out of bounds, or you know, or tap you, but he can cover the field. But Diggs isn't afraid to do anything. I compare Diggs to Dion because of his style of play. Yeah, Dion and Diggs both play the quarterback, not the wide receiver. Only mm-hmm. the only the elite of the elite can play the quarterback. Most now corners let's get play into the wide the Raiders receiver. Imploding, imploding, or do the Bengals revert back to the Raider to the Bengals of the nineties? Uh, you're you're a Burrow guy. I love Joe Burrow. So I'm still going to go with the Bengals in one and a half and that David Carr and company is going to continue to implode. I, I agree with you there, Lenny. That's my pick as well. They're both sitting at five and four, question mark. Bengals coming and, off mm-hmm. a bye. You're such a Burrow guy, it's hard for me to go against it. Because every time I'm like, hey, Cincinnati is impostering. Cincinnati's not – you'll convince me otherwise. Yeah, Cincinnati has a really good skill set. I mean, so, their, their skill position players are phenomenal. This Sunday, Lindy, 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 you can catch J.J. Buck at Bourbon and Boots for the Raiders' den – as he will be hosting that as the Cincinnati Bengals go to Las Vegas and hopefully get their butts whooped. Uh, on Sunday, I uh, do football at another facility. Oh, okay. Still an option if you want and, to hang out with J.J. Buck. You can cheat on them the once. They'll forgive you. And then let's go with the other upset, the Colts over the Bills. 100%, yes. That's the best pick of all time. And, and, and Jonathan Taylor runs for 140. Is he leading the league in rushing? Since Henry went out. Getting close. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bold prediction. I don't hate it. I think the Bills are going to be a little confused about themselves for a while. Because the Bills should be untouchable and undefeated and world beaters. But they're losing games and and people are in the mix with them. And I don't think they know how to handle that. Well, you've seen so much parity in the last few weeks. It's uh, definitely any given Sunday league and any given Sunday year. Well, I, are the Bills worrying about New England being 6-1 and one in the past seven games? They better because it's going to be New England versus Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, like I called at the beginning of the year, because I'm a fan of poetry, and this has to be the conclusion to either Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Yep, that would be a nice way to go out for either one of them. <laughs> I'd love it. And then lastly, the Saints and an upset over the Eagles. 
Oh, you're calling uh, that? that, that I think that, that's more of a 50-50. Yeah. Eagles are only like two, two and a half. Two and a half. That's what I thought. Well, and the Saints have a better record. I know they got like a quarterback situation going on or whatever, but I'm taking the Saints over the Eagles. I'm not. That's zero surprise to me. I uh, I pick the Eagles in this game. It's a fifty. It's a game that I wouldn't put money on, but I think the Eagles will win. Lenny, we got to grab a break. And, and then for your boxing fans, you got to watch that championship fight Saturday night. There's Crawford a, and Porter. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world of combat sports, and we don't have time for it on the program today. But you're absolutely right. Lenny's a good friend of the show. Good caller. Let's grab a break. When we get back, I see the phone lines are lit. Now, I'm sorry, Michael. I've been just talking sports. We'll get the calls when we get back. We're going to do NFL Pick'em, which we kind of already started, so we'll jump back into that. Having a lot of fun with it up until our 445 interview with Jordan Pacheco. Dave Busters presents two men on the phone lines. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Vital, I'm sorry, I have my headphones off. Who's joining us in the Quan's Auto Care Hotline? None other than Vincent. Oh! Hey, Vincent. What have I done right in a previous life to deserve this moment? Joining us, friend of the show, Vincent. Vincent on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, welcome. (laughs) How are you doing, uh, Fred? Good. We were held up briefly but now we are together. What's going on, my dude? Uh, well, exactly. I mean, you've only been working like for two months, so you get vacation next week. I mean, <laughs> there is I mean, a that's, that that's sweet, brother. That I was mean, you know it was a stringent uh, contract negotiation. Well, here, here's the thing: <laughs> he doesn't have to so pass. You asked Scott Boris? I mean, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Fred, Fred doesn't I have to pass this through HR. He has to pass it through me. Yeah, that's what and, it is. And I accepted his request. <laughs> yeah, Van is my Fred's keeper. So, so Van, Van will be holding the fort down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. That is me correct. Me and a litany of guests. That's correct. Oh, litany. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would one of these litany of guests be the uh, Lobo football Offensive coordinator. Could be. I could, uh, I could We can make out. some calls, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't think there is There is one. That's my point. Uh, I mean, oh, the, the, this level football team, I mean, I don't know if anybody looks at the statistics. They don't score in the second half. They never score. There's it's, it's unbelievable. Halftime, ju- yeah, halftime has been a tough adjustment for the Lobos thus far this season. And the way I said it was very kind. That is also correct. <laughs> the thing about Thursday night football, I couldn't agree more. It's I so mean, bad. The NFL just keep pounding away, you know, because they have the masses. They're just going to flood it, and and the worst part is. Friday national talk shows or your talk shows or whatever, we all dissect that Thursday game like it was a playoff game or something. Right. But it was just a job. You know, whatever it was. I mean, last night was brutal. I mean, that, uh, who, who can watch that stuff? But I, I, I just, you know, the NFL is going to 
they're going to keep doing it, and you know they're going to go to 18 games. Oh, they absolutely are going uh-huh. to do that. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, uh, they don't care about well, the player. Uh, well, what the hell? They, you know, they don't, don't care about safety. Yeah, they don't care about anything. It, in, it, the, in the next 10 years, there's going to be 40 NFL teams, and there's going to be 20 games a year. I, I, be, I very much believe that when they go to the 18-game schedule, you can look for there to be 36 teams. Correct. That's how well, I feel. I, you know, but uh, it's all about the Benjamins. And uh, when you see what St. Louis, uh, the city of St. Louis, is suing the NFL for, I, I don't know if you guys keep up with that story. I'm, I'm very up to speed with that. And Stan Kroenke oh, yeah, is, is trying, there. Yeah, he's trying to force the other NFL owners into paying off the debt because he originally offered $100 million to settle. <laughs> And St. Louis said, right. no, we want $1,000,000 million. So it's come down to $500 million, And he wants the NFL to pay it because Kroenke's been flitting the bill on all the legal fees. He's been flipping the bill on everything out of his pocket. And the, the, the city of St. Louis is only suing the NFL because they have to. They want it all from Stan Kroenke. They don't want a single iota of a dollar from Jerry Jones. Correct. Right. He promised, he pinky swore the NFL that he'd pay for it. And now he got his team, he got his team, he got his stadium, and now he's like, hey, remember how I said I'd pay all that money? Oh, well, here we go. And the one guy, I don't think so. The one guy who shouldn't have to pay is Shad Khan. Because when the NFL voted on moving the Rams from St. Louis to L.A., Shad Khan was the one owner who didn't vote with the rest of the owners to move the Rams. So if the NFL does well, bang, don't let – Shad Khan can sit on his money. Forget it. You know yeah. how he made his money? Auto Trader. Are you familiar with this, Shad Khan? He created, like, the algorithm oh, yeah. to sell auto parts. Crazy. Oh, that's pretty yeah. smart. Yeah. I thought he had, like, oh, a... But, oh, Never mind. Yeah. But anyway, well, I was good talking to you guys. Thanks. Appreciate you, Vince. Thanks for the call. Vincent fires me up because he's right on stuff. Well, you love it when he's right on stuff and it's the stuff that you just said. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never really connected with Derek Warheim, the offensive coordinator for the Lobos. I don't know him well. Let's hang out. Think he wants to grab a beer at the boys sometime, catch up, I th- talk shop? Well, here, he's busy trying to coach three different quarterbacks on how to lead an offense. Because that's what he's been through this season. You know how hard that is? I, uh, I, there's Isaiah Chavez and everybody else in my heart. No, you're absolutely wrong. You're a big Terry Wilson, Mark. I thought Terry Wilson was the truth. And when Terry came in and then when CJ had to play, and obviously Isaiah. Do you know with his injury, he might qualify for a six-year? He had an, yeah, because he played a shortened yeah. season in Kentucky. Is that right, Vitale? Yep. He, I think three or not even four games at KU. He's coming in like a, a wrecking ball. Wow, oh, a guy just went blank. Scott Bakula for the Texas State fight in Armadillos. What are when you? He, when he, you remember the movie Necessary Roughness? Of course I do not. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Scott Bakula like, um, comes back to the college. He couldn't play for and he's like 40 which seems super old when i watch that but like i could totally go play for texas state right now are you talking about quantum leap where he would end up in the bodies of other people nope necessary roughness if i tell you familiar with quantum leap sure am scott bacula and i believe dean stockwell and if that's not correct tell me it's not would travel no scott bacula um who else is in it kathy ireland was the kicker you remember that? Yeah. They had a 40-year-old quarterback and a lady kicker? Correct. It was a comedy film. It's not a documentary, Fred. Okay. 
North Texas University makes headlines today as they announce their 40-year-old quarterback and lady kicker. This is, hey, but in today's day and age, you put Heather Lockyer as your kicker, you're going to get name, image, likeness like you wouldn't believe. Oh, for sure. And just never kick. Vital, we're going to go to break. Where we come back, you have prepared the Jordan Pochek interview. And you listen, Vital, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good do you think it is? Oh, you have to wait and hear it. It okay, was splashing, that... sensational, <laughs> classy, all the above. I'm going to tell you right now, it was kind of loose and it was kind of lighthearted. We had a lot of fun with Jordan In Pochek. In the catacombs. Yes. Get to know your hitting coach for the Albuquerque Isotopes after this break. Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On, Jordan Pocheck. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Sports Joining me live now on the program, and by live I mean pre-recorded because the press conference was at 2, Jordan Pacheco. And you say who? Yes, that Jordan Pacheco is now the hitting coach for your Albuquerque Ice Tips. Jordan, they have to give you a new hat or you just bring the one out of the storage? <laughs> I, I needed a new hat. Mine was probably a little sweaty from back in the day. So. There you go. So, Jordan, it's an exciting day for you because cause you're back home, right? Like, and, and, and how our journey takes us so far away often. But to circle back, um, what led you on that path? You know, I think it was just kind of a God thing. God, you know, God kind of put this in front of us to move back here, you know, maybe a year ago. And we finally decided to just pull the trigger, my wife and I, and we moved the family back here, be a little bit closer to my parents. And then all of a sudden this opportunity came about. So, you know, I think it was more of just a God thing. And we're just following what, where he wants us to be. And, and we're here now. And I'm very excited that we are here. As a youth, you played here at Isotopes Park. You've seen the stadium, which was a cathedral when you were a kid. You're an adult now. What, you're 36, 37, right? 35. 35, 35. there you go. Oh, I'm close. 36, so, close. so it's got the same look, right? Or no, it's smaller, and, and, and you know what to expect now. Uh, no. When I, I mean, I got to play here when it was Duke Stadium, and when they had the lava rocks out there, and you're hitting balls on the parking, you know, up in the parking structure. So, But now, I mean, the transformation this stadium has had, it's beautiful, and you know, it's it, it's still got the majestic feel to me every time I come here. It's it's a beautiful stadium. You have the mountains in the back, and uh, yeah, so it it just gets better and better every time I come back. So obviously, you're coming in to the team, and you're going to teach hitting, and you're going to teach all the culture of baseball. But you have an opportunity to teach the culture of the city. So as these young adults come in, these players and these athletes, uh, what most are you going to share about Albuquerque, and what most are you going to share about the community with the guys who come in? I, I, definitely that it's a special place. I, I think you know I, I want to. I always reiterate that when I when I leave and when I go out of town and everybody knows where I'm from every time I go somewhere and tell them you know I make sure that I'm from Albuquerque I'm from New Mexico and I think just getting them into the culture the food and the people it's that's the thing that I'm gonna be able to kind of help them with and get them to understand that this is a special place and I've always enjoyed it and that's why I always love coming back so where's your Zia tattoo at <laughs> I can't tell you that <laughs> only my wife knows where that's at <laughs> Jordan Pacheco the new hitting coach for your Albuquerque ice tips joining me on the program Jordan uh if you had like one final word if there was a a thing you want to say to excite the fan base if there was a thing you want to say to to excite the pacheco heads out there what would you communicate right now to uh, to all the friends of the show oh man gosh that's a, that's on the spot kind of thing um man is it the idea of, of packing the stadium is it is it communicating how there's a family atmosphere here like in in post of covid and post kind of all the changes we've had in the world how how isotopes park is just warm and inviting and safe I think that same kind of thing. I yeah. think just coming out to the games, packing the stadium, being here, it's, it's good baseball. It's AAA yeah. baseball. you got guys that are on the brink of, you know, having 
amazing careers and you get to be able to watch them at the start of their careers. So I think that's the um, moving forward that these guys are going to be in the big league someday. And, you know, it's, this is when they this is when they're really hungry. This is when they're the hungriest right now. So I think that's 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 the best baseball to watch. So before baseball, how much time are you going to spend on the links? <laughs> I actually just took up golfing. I didn't go. Yeah, so I just took up golfing. My dad actually never let me golf when I was playing. He said it was gonna ruin my swing. So of course. so I got I gotta give all my credit to him that I never golf. So but now my golf swing game's bad, but it's all right. I got I got plenty of time to work on it. Jordan Pacheco, hat golfer, excellent major league base or excuse me, hitting <laughs> coach. Uh Jordan, thank you so very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Jordan Pacheco, everyone, and we are back with John Tribe after this. How nice was that, man? A cool dude, cool interview. Grew up locally, state champ. Vitality, I mean, 03 and 04, state champ over there at La Cueva. Sounds about right. Won that ship at Isotopes Park. Yeah. When we were not on our interview, but when we were doing the press conference, I think Brandon Ortega had a KK or of uh, KOB said, Hey, what's like your finest memory of the stadium? And he, you know, he played minor league ball here. You know, he, he did all, he says, Oh, winning the state championship in 04. I think about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling he was there with his daughter. Like it was, it was the thing. So we, here's what I'm telling you, friend of the show. The isotopes care about local. They're bringing in local kids. Albuquerqueans are coaching in Albuquerque. It's very cool. I asked off the broadcast. I said, uh, I "said Hey, obviously you're gonna you're gonna coach hitting. Are you gonna create like a cheat sheet for all these kids who come to town? All these young adults. You're gonna tell them about Sandias. You're gonna you gonna tell them about Sadies. You're gonna tell them about red and green and and which Golden Pride's safe and which ones in my neighborhood." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I think I will actually. I think that's gonna help a lot." He said, "Because he said uh, like coming into a new city and and learning." So that that is a learning curve for a lot of these guys. Well, to me, it sounds like a job for the new hospitality managers for the Albuquerque Isotopes, Van Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Oh my gosh, we do so good. Two men on. That's like a really good job for the boys. We plan to have a much increased relationship from the, at least the afternoon show with the Isotopes this upcoming season, and we're going to kick that off with our friend John Traub today because Major League Baseball unveiled their MILB player housing policies, and you're like, well, Fred, that's that's not really the most exciting. It's actually kind of neat stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah, so it talks about uh, like where like players can live and how they're accommodated in because right now you could possibly live in the Overdose Inn Hotel the whole time you're here in town, and well, that's not a cool stay. Also, today at the park, it was, like, really nice out. Like It's beautiful. Oh, my God. So I said to Jordan, I was like, Jordan, like, are you trying to hit some balls? What's up? Are we going to get on the links? And he was like, well, I'm a hack. I was like, well, then we're the same. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm a big twin Warriors guy, too. I love twin. Yeah. It's probably my favorite in town. You know what I really like about twin Warriors? Like, how we throw both of our, like, sets of clubs in the trunk. We drive up together and, like, like, like talk stuff. And laugh the whole way. Sure. And then we golf terribly. We get to do it all the way back. Well, you golf terribly. Well, I'm not very good. <laughs> John Traub joining us after the break. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On. John Traub, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA. 
Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, star of Dinner Impossible of the Food Network, John Traub. John, how are you? Doing good, guys. I wasn't expecting that. You made me laugh. Well, I mean, now that you're like a nationally renowned chef or... How's this work? How oh, no, get... I'm not a chef. No, 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 no. I'm an eater, that's for sure. Oh, okay. But no, the, uh, no, the professional chef came in and and, uh, and did his thing. All I had to do was uh, say a couple of corny lines and uh, get out of his way. So you're going to sit there and tell us you're not the brains behind the cotton candy burger. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that, I was definitely not the brains behind the cotton candy burger. But I wish I was because it actually turned out to be pretty good well, and a lot of people liked it. But no, that was not my doing, not whatsoever. Now, I was our chef at the time. Now, John, that we've made like, the movement from the weekend program to the daily program, moving forward, I, it's almost a standing rule between us now. If you have the Food Network in, you call us. Call your boys. We come in and we will, t- we will sample, taste, and critique every piece of ballpark food that could possibly be made. That you know, that could be good content. You guys could actually roam the concourse and sample everything, give your critiques, and uh, that would be that would be great for your listeners. I think um, I think we could probably make that happen. I, I would, got a guy. I would die to see Van and Orbits just walking around like the stadium, and, and Van, who's yeah. like vegetarian, like taking a bite into the cotton candy burger. <laughs> oh, I'd have a laugh. Hey, good press conference today, my friend. How excited do you bring Jordan Pacheco in, and, and what do you expect, expect him to bring to this ball club? Well, I think it's really cool that the Rockies have assigned Jordan to us to be our hitting coach for this year. Certainly the first time that a, a, an Albuquerquean has become part of our coaching staff. We've had a couple of players over the years. But to have somebody who certainly was born and raised here, played high school ball here, won the state championship here at our field, and uh, certainly played college baseball here, um, and then, of course, many times played here as a professional, coming up through uh, the coming up through the ranks with the Rockies, and and then with the uh, Tacoma Rainiers a couple of years ago when he was in the Seattle system. He's certainly familiar, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the coaching staff. Absolutely love this story. Could you unpack a little bit about what it was like getting him here? Were you talking to the the big Rockies club, and they're like, "Hey, let me bounce an idea off you." How did this work? No, so the Rockies control, you know, who who gets assigned to, to AAA and to all the minor league affiliates. That goes for players, coaches, medical staff. They all are all employees of the major league club. Um, they assign them, and, and then they let you know who's coming. So uh, a few weeks back, I got a heads up from our farm director that uh, it would be possible that Jordan might be coming our way, and then they confirmed it. Uh, yesterday and said they were going to announce it today, So, which they did announce it out of Denver this morning. And, and so we took that opportunity to have Jordan come out, and, and uh, I knew there would be a lot of interest. So we had uh, the media gathering today and couldn't have been done on a b- more beautiful day, and I hope it's a great omen for, for uh, great things to come for next season. Obviously, John Traub, the GM of the Albuquerque Ice Toast, is going to be a regular contributor to the program moving forward. We didn't have you on after the World Series, but you had a lot of former Ice Toasts in the World Series. How does that change you watching, like, like the biggest games of the year? Well, I always love it personally because, you know, sometimes I can send a text to a former player or a coach or somebody who I know and uh, kind of get you a little bit more personally involved, I guess, but you know, to have Jock Peterson and Tyler Matzik win the World Series this year was was really cool and uh, feel great for those guys. 
both of them are great stories. Certainly, Matzik with uh, overcoming the issues that he did and and to become a World Series champion and a key member of that bullpen uh, was was terrific. So uh, we love it. You know, anytime uh, your your guys are doing well, um, you, you you take some personal pride in that for sure. John, let's talk about this uh, previous season and, and the lessons learned. You know, coming out of the COVID year and what you're looking at going forward. Sure. Well, we're, you know, first of all, we were grateful to even be able to play baseball this past season. Uh, it was it was certainly the most unusual season in most of our careers or all of our careers. And, and uh, I think it was a very successful season. Uh, you know, we played 65 games, 64 openings. Uh, we had a rain out at the end of July. Uh, but from when the season uh, I guess when our schedule was first announced and there was still trepidation, Major League Baseball didn't know if we were going to be playing in April or not. turns out that we did not play in April, and then they tacked some games on to the end of the season. So there, it was such a fluid year in terms of COVID restrictions, both in terms of the state uh, uh, you know, restrictions that were in place and then also the restrictions that Major League Baseball had in, in place. It was, it was a mind-bender of, of a year for us. But we made it through. The fans were outstanding in terms of their understanding and their patience and, and just their enthusiasm coming out to the ballpark. I thought it was excellent. And, uh, you know, we're happy that it's over because that means that hopefully now we can have a regular off season, more of a normal off season, and uh, head towards 2022 uh, with a lot more normalcy uh, in front of us. And, and that is certainly our hope going forward. Also new to the 2021 season was the AAA final stretch where they they put 10 games at the end of the season. What was that like doing that for the first time? Well, it was kind of neat. You know, it was that was a direct result of canceling the games in April and Major League Baseball uh really wanted to to try to do something to to get those games back in terms of the revenue and and being able to get extra games on the schedule because Without minor league playoffs this year, certainly without AAA playoffs this year, and the major league season going to October 3rd, they wanted the AAA season to go as concurrent as it could with the major league season. So it was it was different. It was cool. We ended up uh, really being in the in the hunt until the last couple of games. Uh, we really, I think, we won four out of five of our of the of those first ten. We won four out of five at home, and then we went to Sacramento and. I, I think we went three and two or two and three up there and uh it turned out to be a, a pretty fun thing for people to pay attention to certainly there was a, a competition uh based on the number of home runs that were hit and some a local charity ended up winning some money uh, because of that and that was a an initiative that mlb put together as well so certainly different don't know that that's going to be a, a long-term thing that's going to happen but it was neat uh Hey, if there was ever a year to do something different and out of the ordinary, why not be this year? In the way too early uh, commitment to an idea, professional baseball returns to Albuquerque April 12th here at Isotopes Park. Will fans be able to recognize baseball as they knew it pre-pandemic? Is that kind of your understanding of the direction, or is it is it still so fluid it's hard, it's hard to say? I'm not sure I'm following the question. Oh, I'm you sorry. Know, in terms do you, of do you in ex- terms of fan interaction yes. and things like that. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I yeah. mean, it. Uh, I guess we'll see what some of the other COVID restrictions are going to be and things like that. Um, you know, the 
like the Rockies, for example, last year they reached 85% of you know, the threshold that MLB was looking for. And I think it was a lot higher than that. So hopefully we can get to a point where the players are able to sign autographs again and we can do clinics again and we can have autograph sessions and, and a lot more interaction because that's a really important part of what we're all about. And, and it was it was disappointing that we weren't able to do that, uh, but that was out of our control and, and we just had to roll with it. General Manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes, John Traub, joining us. We're having a lot of fun with he. So you're the general manager of the Isotopes, but now you're also like an apartment manager, or how does this new housing <laughs> stuff work? You you run a hotel now? Like, I don't know if I understand. <laughs> no. You know, from our perspective, it doesn't change a whole lot. Um, for those who aren't aware, Major League Baseball uh, changed the way that they handle the housing for minor league players now going forward starting in 2020, or 2022, I should say. Um in the past, what our responsibility has been has been to provide options for players to, to, to live in when they come to town. You know, none of the players uh, or coaches, other than Jordan Pacheco, are from Albuquerque. So they all need places to stay. And they find apartments, they find houses, they find hotels. You know, whatever it is, we give them a, a list of folks that we work with and things like that. Every player's in a different situation. So we try to steer them into – uh, hopefully good situations. Well, players up until this point, players at the minor league level have all been on their own to pay for housing. And it's been a, a very big issue, uh, certainly of recent years, in terms of just how minor league players are compensated by the major league clubs and some of the benefits or some of the issues that are that are uh, surrounding them. So um, let, I think it was yesterday, MLB, or maybe the day before, MLB announced uh, the change, the official change to the housing policy, and MLB teams are now required to uh, pay for and provide housing for their player, for the minor league players. So uh, that is a major league responsibility. However, I, I'm sure that myself and a few members of my staff will be involved in, in uh, figuring out some of those logistics. John, we got the winter meetings coming up really soon, and then after that, uh, players' association and ownership groups will start to try to figure out this uh, labor stoppage situation, trying to avoid another strike. What are your thoughts on the labor situation, and are you really confident there's going to be baseball in the spring? Well, I will tell you this. I'm 100% confident that there will be at least minor league baseball, AAA baseball, the isotopes will be playing in the spring, regardless of what's happening with the labor situation in the major leagues. Now, it might mean that our rosters, if they do have a work stoppage for whatever reason, it might mean that we're playing with players uh, who are not on the 40-man roster. Um, you know, a lot of times at the AAA level, you know, a significant percentage of your roster is made up of 40-man roster guys. So the roster might look a little different, but it would be that same way for all AAA clubs and all minor league clubs, in fact. Uh, I am, you know, you try to be hopeful that they can avoid this and they can get to a point that they have some, uh, you know, an agreement and they can they can find some path towards, uh, you know, common ground. Uh, you know, it's a it's a typical thing that happens when a collective bargaining agreement ends or is coming up. Uh, both sides dig in and and that sounds like what's happening right now. Um, I think the very important part is that spring training happens and certainly the, that the regular season start on time. I don't think baseball is in a situation, uh, both at the major league level or the minor league level, uh, to to 
have games not being played. I mean, geez, we went through that in 2020 where, where there were no games being played and I, it was terrible across the country. You know, this, this uh, industry that we're in, uh, work stoppages have happened. The most recent and the most famous was the 1994-1995 strike, and it was terrible. It, it, it just really put a stain on the game, and I, I hope that we can get past that as an industry. Uh, but rest assured, uh, everything I've been told, uh, you know, and I've spoken to people at the highest levels in the major leagues, they say that AAA baseball, AA baseball, and on down, that there we'll, we'll still be playing in the spring regardless what happens. Well, John, if there is a stoppage and you need Van and I to put together like a kickball league or something out there, like I feel like we could figure it out for you. So you just you keep that in mind, keep that one in your pocket. Um, <laughs> okay, what, I'll, what I'll I keep would, that in mind, but then who's going to do the food reviews? Oh, uh, well, well, we wear a lot of hats here. So uh, 24 hours in a day, John. Yeah, we just keep it in your pocket. Uh, I'm going to call it professional adjacent kickball. I feel like we could create that for you. We, we already have enough of that going on here. We need baseball here. <laughs> I agree. John Traub, the general manager of the Albuquerque Isopes. Anything we missed, my friend, before we let you go? No, I appreciate you guys coming out today, and I appreciate the uh, the interest. We look forward to talking more baseball throughout the off season when I get back from the winter meetings. Hopefully there will be some other things that we can discuss. And, uh, you know, it's it might be November. Um, the weather is conducive to baseball, but opening day will be here before long. But, geez. As soon as that calendar turns, man, the opening day is right on top of us. So we look forward to that, but there will be a lot to talk about between now and then. John Traub, please have Josh Shushan return my text. It's really hurting my feelings at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You're the absolute best Sounds friend. Good. All right, guys, thank you. What a good dude. And, and I'm just putting this out here, and I know we're up against it, and I didn't get to ask John personally. Sorry, we're up against it. But – if there is a stoppage and they're hurting for roster players, I still got a few good sliders left. What are you me. doing? You gonna you gonna send me your spin rate, John? <laughs> John, are you still? If John's still John. listening, I got I still got a, a twenty thirty good pitches a day. You come in for one out. It's gonna take you twenty pitches. That's correct. Oh, All right, <laughs> we're going to break. A little MLB hot stove before our friend AJ Bramlett joins us. We're having a lot of fun with it today. It's Dave and Buster's, and they present two men on the hot stove live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I Nine. Start your days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports and. So I said we were going to come back to MLB Hot Stove. The best Major League Baseball story today is the Cleveland Guardians putting a sign up over their team store and it falling down and busting up the entire sidewalk in front of their building. Did you see this? <laughs> I did not see this, but boy, am I excited to find it. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy. So the headline I saw said, smashing success. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Cleveland Guardians team shop sign goes up. And quickly comes back down. So it, it's, you know what, you know what a sign looks right. So it says team store. It's got the guardians in the middle and then just falls to the ground. Like think if you're walking by and you're like, Oh, what's that? A new logo. Oh my God. <laughs> there's like, there's like photos of it by Tao where there's like, um, Obviously, like a very high pay scale of individuals surrounding this thing, like all pulling up their pants to cover their construction cracks. Yeah. And they're like, oh, should use bigger lag bolts, eh? Like on day one. Like this is the stuff where like if you're – say they don't win. Say the 
say the Cleveland Guardians never win a World Series for the next 100 years. This is going to be that curse kind of stuff. This is the Cubs goat? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Also, they're being sued. Did you see that by a roller derby team? Uh, didn't the roller derby, they filed for their copyright in like Antigua or something weird or French Guiana? Something something super spooky. What is French Guiana? That's a country. They settled the lawsuit. Did you see that? Yeah. All Cleveland Guardians talk all hour long. Connect with your boys, 505-246-0610, Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Amicable resolution. It's going to be something dumb. Like, they're going to get group tickets to sell at whatever price they want, and they get to keep it. It'll be something stupid like that. They've competed since 2014. Yes. Formed in 2013. Formed in 2013, but they didn't copyright until like just last year. So that's that's a whole another thing, though. Because that was that was a, just some copyright is really only good if someone else is trying to copyright. So you don't necessarily need it if you have like established use. And if they can be like, "Hey, we've been doing it for like six years," you're going to be fine. Which is why there was a settlement. Lots of movement today on Major League Baseball rosters. Lots of designations. Lots of assignments. That's a bummer, right? You're on the 40-man roster. You're ready for spring training. You're going to go compete for a spot on the team. And they're like, here's the thing. You're not on our team anymore. Because this is the first day we get to do this. And we're getting rid of you specifically on the first day. Literally, if we could have done it sooner, it would already be done. We've had you on this list for a long time. We can't just post it out in public, though. Also, great misfortune for one Jeter Downs, who was added to the 40-man roster of the for, – and for any player, this is an exciting thing, right? Getting added to a 40-man roster? Yeah. Unless you're Jeter Downs, who gets added to the Boston Red Sox roster – as Alanis Morissette put it, isn't it ironic, don't you think? Don't you think. <laughs> it's like being Jeter on the Red Sox. That's his forever nickname, J.B. Jeter, forever. Hey, the cheers, though, and you already know. In Fenway, let's go, Jeter. Uh-huh. Instead of the older one. <laughs> Sack it, Jada. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's a, new, it's a new day. He's rule five in my heart. And this Jeter kid is like, he's a blockbuster trade magnet. He was traded from Cincinnati to L.A. for Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp. Yeah. And then he was traded to Boston for Mookie Betts. Like, those are some big names in baseball. There's no bigger name than Jeter. Yeah. Except for Correa. You see what Correa said about Jeter? Uh-uh. Okay, well, Correa's definitely not going to the Yankees. What? And he's definitely not going to the Marlins yeah. anymore. So, hold on. He got a low ball, and now he got mad, and he's saying something? No, Car Carlos Correa said Derek Jeter didn't deserve any of his gold gloves. <laughs> not one. He, he didn't say that to, like, a reporter. He said that. Yeah, he did. Out loud. Shut up. Well, he said it in Spanish, though, but you could easily, easily translate it. Who could? You, not me. That's why you didn't hear about it. 
Oh my gosh, Carlos Correa, Derek Jeter is the number one Google search on the planet. Uh huh. You know how I feel about awards. We've had this talk. I don't need Pro Bowls or All Star teams because players who play know who the best players are. Sure. You ask the players. You ask the players. Yeah. MLB All-Star is stupid on how they select players, 2015 Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Stupid. Every starter was on the Royals. Yes. But if you go to, let's say, like you're in the NBA, and you go to, I'm just going to name a guy you may have heard of, LeBron, and you say, hey, LeBron, who are the best 12 from the East, who are the best 12 from the West? He'll tell you, and zero people can argue, because he would know. He'd probably do a little bit of home cooking, but it'd be, like, super legit, though. He ain't got no friends. Who are LeBron's friends? Everyone thinks they're his friends, but who are LeBron's friends? Because he has no equals? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, that's not fair. I'm still your friend. We're very much equal. <laughs> we Bye. we co-host this program made for the friends of the show. That's like a three-part ownership of this program. Me, you, friends of the show. Well, who would vote for our All-Stars? Like the radio all-stars? Yeah. Number one's J.J. Buck. It's not even close. Oh, no. On our show. Oh, sorry. Friends of the show and people who've been on the show. Okay, so you today's have... varsity. Today's I-9 varsity. You be like, is the art is the varsity. Fred, Fred and Van and the friends of the show don't need to vote. You just go and ask Vital. He'll tell you the best 12 friends of the show. Today we're doing today, – today's I-9 varsity is the friends of the show. I-9 varsity, okay? Okay, I like it. No it's pressure. A fun, fun Friday one. Also, make your last-minute ploy to be mentioned in today's I-9 Varsity as a friend of the show. If you are listening to the program, 505-246-0610, Quan's Auto Care Hotline. There is something to be said about your skill level if you're going to pick a fight with the greatest one of all time, especially if he's not playing. Like, Carlos Correa's arm's got to be awful freaking long if he's going to box with God. And that's what Derek Jeter is. Hey, he might. Derek Jeter's like, I might not deserve these gold gloves. You can catch these hands. Sure. These golden hands. No big signings today, which I think is kind of a conversation piece. Yeah, usually it doesn't. The hot stove doesn't get that hot until after the winter meetings when people are start sitting there talking trades with each other and they got some other roster spots filled. Then it really starts to heat up. After the winter meetings, I was surprised there's even been signings, period, so far. Carlos Correa went to Detroit to meet with his old coach, A.J. Hinch. He just wanted to eat Fred's barbecue. He wanted Slow's barbecue. That's all reason he went up there. He didn't care. There's Slow's barbecue in Detroit? Oh, it's super famous. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. I haven't spent a lot of time in Detroit. So, you know, I was I was on air in Detroit for a long time. Sure. Yeah, I was uh, stationed on a Hamtramck. There you go, Vital. Don't know if you knew that. No WLS. What what is that? That's a big station. I think the Tigers radio network. Oh, I was not on that. (laughs) (laughs) AJ Bramlett just texted me, said he's one minute out. So let's grab a break. We might run it just a minute long so we can get him settled in. So we apologize to the friends of the show. But when we come back, AJ Bramlett will be joining us. Dave and Buster's present two men on AJ Bramlett. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, longest break in the history of breaks because we got a new door code here, and I locked myself out. You think I'm joking? I'm not. The second you walked away, that's what Vital said. Does he know we got a new code back there? I was like, <laughs> he's I got his phone. That would have- 
Joining us on the program, AJ Bramlett. AJ, the door code went into effect at 5 p.m. It's been in effect for 36 minutes. This is not my fault. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. You're just trying to help out a brother. You know what I mean? AJ Bramlett, host of Bear Down Ballers. Um, what are you doing, and why did I not know it was happening before I saw it on social media? <laughs> hey, man, it's just, you know, it was a great opportunity. Um, you know, Jeff Goodman, who, you know, is with ESPN for a long time, uh, long-time college basketball, you know, reporter, um, big-timer, is actually an Arizona grad. Oh, okay. So he's the one that started the, the uh, Field of 68 Network. Uh, him and Robbie Hummel used to play at, um, at Purdue. And so he was always looking for a guy kind of to, to take on the, the helm for the Arizona uh, podcast and reached out to me. And I was like, yeah, man, hell yeah, let's do it. So that, that's kind of how it started, and, and we're rocking and rolling now. La Cueva grad, national champion, and now uh, stealing our jobs, podcast host A.J. Bramlett. Uh, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun with it. Van, you were about to say? Yeah, yeah, true to form. Uh, speaking of Arizona, you got your Arizona gear on right now. What's uh, your relationship with the Wildcats going forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, I represent all the time, man, around here. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just been great. You know, I had uh, Coach Tommy Lloyd, the new Arizona coach, on uh, last week on the on the podcast. And uh, there's just a new energy around the program. Like, everybody's excited. You know, they, they're playing really well. They're playing Wichita State tonight, so it'll be kind of their first test. But, um, you know, Arizona basketball, just the history of it, you know, the 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 – you know, group of guys that Coach Olson put out there uh, into the world and into the basketball world is just, you know, still very connected. And so it's just like a family and you want to keep that going. So it's just good energy. You know, it's fun to interview the guys and, you know, it's just, it's really been, you know, exciting so far. A world of personality is Jason Terry. Jason Terry joined you on the first episode of, of your program. Uh, would you guys go over how, how was it and where can the friends of the show find it whenever they want to tune in? Yeah, it was great. You know, it's just a little bit of, you know, JT's history, you know, him growing up, you know, why he chose to go to U of A and, you know, really touched on kind of his time in the NBA, his early time, you know, when they won a championship in 2011 and then really just what he's doing now, which is, you know, he's the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold in the NBA G League, um, doing a great job of trying to elevate those young men. And so, yeah, everybody can find it. Really, It's on the Field of 68 Podcast Network. It's on, you know, iTunes. It's on uh, Google Play, uh, on the YouTube channel for Field of 68 under Bear Down Ballers. So, you know, everybody check it out. It's fun, man. It's been, it's been a lot of fun just re reminiscing, you know, going back on those old stories and then getting to interview some of the new guys. I had Ben Matherin on, who's, you know, Arizona's best player right now. Uh, you know, future NBA draft pick uh, a couple pods ago. So, yeah, man, it's just fun talking to people, getting their perspective on things, and, and trying to grow the game of basketball through the pod. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, man, but Jason Terry one time got a championship tattoo before winning a championship. Now, those are some bear-down like balls that, right there. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's still one of the craziest things that's ever happened, man. Like, you, he tattooed it on himself before the season. Everyone thought he was crazy. And I they, thought he was crazy. <laughs> and then, he, then they ran through it, and he was, you know, one of the key parts to, to winning that championship, you know, over LeBron James and D-Wade and them. Bear-down ballers with A.J. Bramlett is the podcast. Speaking of bears, you're a La Cueva bear. Yes, sir. Love that. We had Jordan Pacheco oh, yeah. on the show earlier today. He's a La Cueva bear. What's in the water over there, AJ? Hey, you know, we just try to, you know, push excellence at La Cueva. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Jordan, I know really well. Jordan's a good dude, man. He's been doing, you know, great things in his career. Um, you know, he still supports La Cueva. And, um, you know, he's a great coach. 
and he was a great basketball player and baseball player. Laquavo. I mean, basketball. He he was a lot. Well, yeah, won a state ship there yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan's a super talented guy, really nice man, and you know it's good to see him out there doing great things. Yeah, you know, I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but I'll go to it. You won a state ship in '94? Question Correct. mark. Yep, okay. 94. What is that memory like to be like in the pit and have not just the city but the state out? Like, oh yeah, is that ma- is that up there with your greatest basketball memories? I mean, playing in the pit in the in the NMA high school basketball tournament is one of the greatest experiences any kid could ever play in. It's right, me, it's me too. You know, I played obviously. I won, I won one in college, which was great, and you know, I won one overseas in Latvia too. But nothing really compares to high school man because it's like your first time you know it's all your friends you're just having it's your boys fun. yeah you're yeah. just having fun there's not as much pressure you're just all together you know going through high school stuff and and just balling man so it, it was it was a lot of fun man i wish i wish we would have got back to the state championship you know in 95 to be able to play kenny we flamed out in the first round uh against alamogordo that year which i still still bothers me to this day but yeah. um you know we got to win one my junior year we had a heck of a team uh, Nelson Smith, Chris Gonzalez, um, guys like that, Mike Zapak. Uh, we had a really good team, and you know, it was just good to contribute to Coach Castillo's you know, uh, state championship resume. So it was awesome, man. All right, when you're back home, how many days go by in between someone saying, why don't you stay and play for the Lobos, AJ? <laughs> now, when I first got back, I came back here in 2009. That's when I stopped uh, playing professionally. It used to happen a lot then. But yeah. Like, nowadays, not so much. You know what I mean? Nowadays – you know, it's it's kind of water under the bridge, I think. And, you know, Kenny and I are still boys. You know what I mean? We, we hang out all the time now. And uh, we were always that way, you know, growing up, too. And, you know, people tried to kind of, I think, pit us against each other. Like, right. we, were, we were always friends, man. We played AAU ball together. You know, of course, we were competitors on the court. But, you know, um, you know, outside of that, we were brothers, and we still are. So, And, you know, it worked out great for him. Like, his choice was perfect for him, and my choice was perfect for me. So we just uh, we're still doing, you know, stuff together. And, uh, you know, it's been a really great run through the game of basketball for both of us. So there's no complaints there. Speaking about AAU and youth basketball, you're coaching the boys right now, huh? Absolutely. I coach uh, my son's seventh grade team, uh, my son Drew, uh, for the ABC Wildcats. Yeah? Yeah. So we're going – actually, we're going out to uh, El Paso tomorrow morning for a tournament uh, this weekend. So we'll be heading down to El Paso trying to get some wins down there. And and this is a – you play four games in one day and everyone's exhausted at well, the end. and So they, they worked it out good. So we play two games tomorrow night and then we play two games Sunday morning. And okay. Head on back, so they do a good job of taking care of the New Mexico teams. Van was a baseball guy growing up, correct? And you remember those trips? Like those to me are my finest memories as a kid. Going like on the road, and we used to do these basketball camps where we'd stay overnight in dorm rooms. And that to me is, I got goosebumps. You were right now talking to me. I got hours of stories. Yeah, where and I don't remember practices. I don't remember my first basket. I don't remember that. I remember that. I remember like staying up late and pranking the boys in hotel rooms and running around knocking on doors getting yeah. trouble. Stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Little so, ding, little ding dong ditch. That was. Those are the funnest memories. It's true, man. You remember the car rides. You remember yeah. being cramped in a van. You know, everybody together, not comfortable, but just laughing and having a good time. Those are the memories that sports builds for you. And so we're trying to give that, you know, to the younger generation as well. Keep it going. A.J. Bramlett, the host of Bear Down Ballers. You can find that on YouTube on the Field of 68 Podcast Network van. Can you tell the loyal listener about your work with ALS? Great question. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been working with ALS for, I think, a little over four years now. Um, currently the board chair. Uh, I got involved with it because of my uh, high school coach, um, friend, mentor, um, Gene Pino. And Gene's been battling ALS for over 10 years now. So 
he's you know I've seen him go through what he's gone through, still being strong, still being a positive role model, still helping out so many people in the community, and that's what got me involved with the LS. So, um, you know, we do our walk every year, we do our golf tournament fundraiser, uh, a fashion show as well, are our three biggest events. And then Van does those. Ask Van to model. Van will do it. Will you do it? One hundred percent. Okay, you're in. All right, I'll, I'll do. I'll, li- I'll literally do anything. Next, I'm talking to the yeah. committee next week. Yeah. I need you. Do I do I get attention? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm for in for sure. All the attention yeah, yeah. in the world, right sure. here. It's just you on a stage, yeah. looking good. Van, it's so funny you said that. Whenever we first started, like sat down to start the program, I was like, you know, there's a lot of fundraisers, Van. We could do for people a lot of stuff. We could do to help. I was like, we could do trivia nights. We could do golf scrambles. And Van was like, but I could model, right? I'm like, yes, Van. Okay, we, man. Yes. You're in, you're in. Okay, I'm gonna call you next week. Oh, we gotta take a break. Uh, you can can you hang around to the top of the hour? Yeah, I got you. So let's do that. So yeah, we'll grab a quick. Break. When we get back, uh, we'll have a lot more fun with our friend A.J. Bramlett, uh, talk about his program, talk about what he's doing in the community. Dave Busters presents Two Men on A.J. Bramlett, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. My very good friend in the real life and my very good friend professionally, A.J. Bramlett, joining us on the program. We're talking about his podcast. We're talking hoops. Uh, you won a national championship in 97, is that right? Correct, 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh, time flies. Man, it's crazy. You weren't even 25 years old when you won it. I was 19. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you get all the cliche questions on it. The one question I want to ask is, like, you beat the dynasty that was Kentucky. Yeah. Like, like, going in, here's my specific question. Were you thinking about it like it was Kentucky? Like, was it Kentucky to you? Well, I mean, that year we beat, you know, we beat Kansas, who was the number one team that year. They yeah. 34 and one before we beat them. And they, we beat them in the Sweet 16. So after we knocked them off, we were like, hey, man, you know, we can run through this. We have, And then we played North Carolina, you know, in the semifinals and knocked them off with Vince Carter and Anton Jameson. And, you know, we had played them the first game of the season. So we were ready for, you know, ready for them. We'd already experienced that. But. You know, all three of those. I mean, if right. you run through <laughs> any three of those teams. Those, those are the amazing. legacy ones. Yeah. yeah. To see, you know, Kentucky was just a juggernaut, man. You know, they won it the year after. They won it the year before we won it. And, you know, they were just uh, just a machine, man. What? Rafe LaFrance? Is that who the guy was? Friends. Yeah. Um, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Yep. Jacques Vaughn. All those guys. There's yep. some names there. Scott Pollard. Yeah, big. All those old guys. Yep. Yep. So after winning a, a ship, Arizona. After going to the association, you went play ball overseas. Yes, sir. Do you have like a standout fish out of water story oh, where you're that. like, where am I? What am I doing? I think my first night in Spain, it was that because I <laughs> I got there, uh, arrived to the airport like in Madrid. We drove like an hour and a half to Valladolid where I was playing, and it was like eleven thirty at night. And my, the guy who picked me up spoke no English, so you know I'm just riding in the car. And so I had a little bit of Spanish, but not, you know, well enough to, to, um, you know, really communicate. So he drops me off at the hotel and I'm starving cause I haven't eaten in like, you know, 12 hours. So you, so you door dash. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was impossible. <laughs> so I go to the hotel and I'm like, okay, what am I going to get? And so they just bring me a, a menu. I don't know what I'm ordering. I think, so I'm finally like, okay, I'm gonna order this. I think it's shrimp. Like fried, like grilled shrimp. Right. I'm like, okay, this looks good. It comes out as just a plate full of shrimp with like cold, with the heads on, the tails, the eyes, everything. Oh, the little poop strip. Everything. Oh no, Zero, no way, no way. It was just like like raw shrimp, and like in the shell. And I'm like, what is this? what is this? And I was like, what am I doing here? 
what am I doing? <laughs> but I had to eat some of it. I ate some of it, went to bed, and then, you know. Woke up with a stomach ache, and then you're, yeah. I read, went to practice at 6 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> Yowza. Is Richard Patino the truth for the Lobos? I like what they're doing right now. You know, I think he's a great uh, pickup for the Lobos. You know, I love what Jalen House and uh, Oh, that Matt, kid can Mashburn play. Both Jalen House and Mashburn are two of the best players in the country, to be honest. Um, and the way the House plays on both ends of the floor, I like how it, he just locks up, like, you know, the full court on the best player on the other team the whole game. And then with the high energy he plays with, um, you know, it's just fun to watch. And then Mashburn is just so strong, has some similarity to his dad, can put the, the ball in the hole. And I, I just like the energy that they're playing with. They got a lot of shooters this year, uh, which is great. And, you know, they're playing good basketball so far. Give Albuquerque a little uh, preview of your podcast. What what do they expect to hear when they tune in? Yeah, just, you know, really break it down. You know, it's Arizona basketball. It's, you know, old players. I'm having Mike Bibby on next week. Um, you know, I've had Coach Tommy Lloyd on. It'll be a mix of just breaking down, you know, basketball overall and the college basketball scene with Arizona. And then, you know, just interviewing guys and talking to old stories and laughing, man, having a good time. Are there any local contributors or sponsors that are allowing you to do it? Anyone? That stepped up to the program? Uh, not yet. We're just, I mean, we're fresh into okay. it now. You know what I mean? So we're, we're getting to that point now. It's gone pretty well so far. And so, you know, we'll keep pushing, keep having guys on, growing the platform, and, and enjoying it, man. AJ Bramlett, real good dude, real good dude for the community. Whenever you got stuff going on, you make sure you get with us, and we will do our best to help the friends of the guys. show. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, that's kind of you. Any final words? Hey, bear down, man. Oh, I love that. <laughs> AJ Brownman, thank you so much. Whenever we get back, it's 6 o'clock, and that means Dane Leninger will join us from the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're going to talk about some of the youth programs they got going on over there. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Top of the hour. We're having a lot of fun with it today. Thank you for AJ Bramlett, who just joined us for, hey, he gave us 30 strong minutes. He's good at this. It's a lot of content. That's what it's about, content. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, our very good friend from the YMCA of Central New Mexico. I'll start over. YMCA of Central New Mexico, Dane Leninger. Dane is with us to talk about all the programs going on during the winter over there at the Y, including Winter Volleyball League and Clinic and Winter Basketball League. Contact the Y, 505 595 1515. Dane, welcome to the program. Hey, Fred. Thanks for having me back. Oh, that's nice. That's like a nice thing. Uh, the Y, the Y is a partner of ours, so we give them an opportunity every time they ask to connect with our friends of the show. Dane, what's going on with the volleyball league and clinic? What's going on with the winter basketball league? Yeah, so we're just finishing up our fall uh, volleyball and basketball league. So we have the the, volley, the fall volleyball league championship this weekend. Ooh. So that's gonna be fun, and then we're gearing up for for winter. So registration's now open until till the end of the month and then we're gonna we're gonna be kicking it off in december um for practices and and then come the new year we're gonna start games and is this is this all ages or certain certain age groups because i was just sitting next to aj bramlett and so i think i'm i'm kind of hungry to play some basketball now yeah. who, who gets yeah, to sign up for this 17 so we have ah. actually three-year-olds so we we do a itty bitty sports which is three and four year olds so it goes all the way down to that and then all the way up to high school age so 14 to 17 are are cut off but dane luckily for van if he wants to volunteer as a coach you guys have a process for that yeah absolutely yeah so we we still need volunteer coaches um and 
We basically, it's, there's a volunteer coach application on our website, ymcacnm.org. You can go there and volunteer to coach. It helps us out a lot, and it's, it's really the heart of what we do at the Y for the, for the youth sports. Volleyball costs for the skill clinic. From, I'm only going to give member rates, okay? Like, you guys will take anyone to play, even if you're a non-member. But I'm going to say, forget yes. join as a member. It's a dollar a day to be a member at the YMCA. Right. So, right. it's 110 bucks for the skills clinic. It's 135 bucks for the Winter Volleyball League. How many games is that, and what is the skill clinic for the volleyball world? So, the leagues do eight games, ten practices. The games are always on Saturday. The and then the practice will be once a week during the weekday, uh, whichever weekday you choose, uh, depending on what sign or team you sign up for. Now, the skills clinic, we have great instructors that uh, work with the younger age, so that's 8 to 10-year-olds because they, you know, the, as far as league, they kind of had a hard time uh, with the basics, so we're kind of doing developmental stuff with the younger kids, kind of teaching them the basics. Oh, a little itty-bitty. We're doing a little itty-bitty ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. So, Joe, uh, basketball is similar, 120 bucks um, for the rec league, 130 bucks for the competitive league. Is it the same kind 35. of game? I apologize, 135 Is it the same yeah. kind of game day schedule? It is, yeah. They, they all run the same similar schedules. We, we work with uh, APS and other churches and stuff for gym space. Uh, so we're still trying to find a, a, gym, a good gym on the west side if anybody from APS is listening. <laughs> And also, if you cannot make all the costs and you're interested for your kids, there's scholarships available. There's financial yeah. assistance available. Yes, absolutely. We we don't turn away kids if, if they can't afford to pay. So. Oh, I really like that. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of neat stuff going on, specifically at the YMCA of Central New Mexico over there on Indian School, the Horn. Uh, what's going on with the facility? Talk about some of the changes and, and why people should maybe be re-excited about visiting the Y if they haven't in some time. Yeah, we're making lots of changes there. Um, the functional fitness downstairs is going to see a facelift. We're, we're kind of modernizing the, the facility. So we're getting turf. We're, get, we're going to be doing a lot, of, a lot of changes, kind of new, new uh, construction in the locker room, getting things uh, shined up for the new year. So if you haven't been to the Y and you don't know what's going on at the Y, let me give you some personal testimony. It was way nicer than I expected when I walked in there. Correct. And everyone right. was way nicer to me than I expected when I walked in there. And I am so madly in love with the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and especially my Y, the Aww. Horn Branch. Aw. Yeah. yeah, it's a great place. It's a great gym. The volleyball is co-ed. That 8- uh, to 10-year-olds has – for the skill clinic, 11 and 13-year-olds divided, and then 14 through 17. Uh, how many kids do you usually see come out for the volleyball program, Dane? Well, in the in the winter, we're hoping to, to have more because we don't have to compete with outdoor sports. So um, this fall, we had over over 100 for volleyball and over 200 for basketball. We're already we're already past those numbers here for the going into the winter league. So, how many first time? participants do you guys see usually during a league season how many how many kids experience the ymca for the first time through your rec programs oh i i'd imagine at least half of the signups or more are probably non-members coming and and kind of getting to see what the y is all about and then we you know hope to have a large retention of that as well 
kind of once they see how we how we do things. Y-M-C-A-C-N-M.org. There's a C, as in central New Mexico, Y-M-C-A-C-N-M.org, 505-595-1515. Again, that is 505-595-1515. Dane, we see you yeah. in there working with kids all the time. You have like this yeah. magical touch with kids, and they just love you and respond to you and they work so well with you. Where where does this come from? You come from a big family. Do you just like are you one of like the three people on earth who still likes kids? Like where does this come from? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's uh I don't know. Like my siblings, none of us have kids yet, so I I don't know. I I just kind of show kids respect and I think they respect that and uh yeah, I enjoy I enjoy working with kids. All of the downloadable resources are available on the website as Van mentioned. Signups are also available on the website, but your best bet is to contact Dane. 505-595-1515. Get a hold of him. He's the sports and fitness director over at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. That's at extension 3117, 505-955, excuse me, 505-595-1515, extension 3117. Dane, anything we missed with the winter programs? Anything we want to make sure we get out there that, that maybe Van or I wasn't clever enough to ask? Um, no, we, we covered a lot of it. There, there's also just, uh, in general, we're going to be running some specials for memberships come December. I believe it's a free month membership. You don't pay till January of 2022. I need that. No joining fees. Yeah. So we're going to be running some, some good promotions for, you know, the beginning of the year type, uh, rush. Well, and the YMCA of Central New Mexico is a partner of our program, and we like to state that every time we have the YMCA on um, because, number one, like we're, we're active board members, but number two, we're proud to be members. So if, awesome. yeah, so if you're making your effort to get out to the YMCA of Central New Mexico, you can catch Van and I there nearly every morning, and we're there yep. at or around 7 a.m. through at or around 9 a.m. We're, uh, we're working out some, but we're cutting it up the most. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> you Stalkers, that's our exact it, location. See you guys every morning. Yeah. Dane, thank you so very much for your time, and thank you so very much for everything you do at the Y. All right, on. Thanks, friend, Ben. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, you. What a good dude. Great dude. Is that Where did you get started with I, youth athletics? Me playing? Yeah. Oh, it was definitely Little League. Yeah. Little League baseball, uh, in-town league. Like the Muni League? Like the City Correct. Muni League? Yeah, the yeah. City Muni League. I, I I never did any any boys club or YMCA or anything like that. It was just straight to the the city leagues because it's Houston, Texas. Right. Like it sports is life there. I think my first real exposure to organized was there was like programs through my school. So there was like an interscholastic like school program. So it was like a whatever we were the Trailblazers, right? So it was the young Trailblazers versus the young Bullets. And then we would, like, go to each other's school to play before we got into, like, I'm going to do quotation marks around this, competitive, like, junior high, high school basketball. Okay. But the feeders were the same all the way through, which was really neat. I really liked that a lot. And then, obviously, rec league after that. And then uh, for the friends of the show that might not know, I ran a boys and girls club for some time. And that was a lot of fun because you got to pull the kids that maybe didn't have that kind of relationship with the schools or the muni league that needed to learn the game a little bit. Sure. Uh, very developmental S think I nine sports, right? The way I nine sports does it, where they will introduce your child in a safe, controlled, healthy environment um, on the basics and fundamentals of the game. 
Can't say enough about the why. I'm a, I, I didn't get a chance to ask him about silver sneakers. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. If I tell you do silver sneakers, you qualify, don't you? Oh, uh, well, I don't even know what it is. So uh, I probably do. I probably do. Them. Silver sneakers oh. is kind of neat. It's. I mean, I can. I know what it is. I can walk you through it. So silver sneakers is senior Olympics type stuff. Uh, no, it's so. Member, if you qualify for silver sneakers, then you receive a free location or a free membership at the YMCA. And they have, like, special classes for Silver Sneakers members. And you're like, well, Fred, what's it take to become a Silver Sneakers quality? You just have to get older. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you just got to get older. Discounts at Denny's and now Silver Sneakers. Because <laughs> they have the Silver Sneakers classes. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes I don't want to go to the gym. And sometimes I'm kind of grumpy at the gym. And sometimes I'm fortunate enough to make it there when I don't want to go. And I may not have a smile on my face that day. Guess who does? The Silver Sneakers classes because they are having so much fun. No cost for adults, 65 plus. You sign up at silversneakers.com. Uh, oh, not, I got a while, yeah. Yeah, not, not a partner of the program, but they do a real good job. And it, uh, I'll be real transparent here. It's not just the YMCA that you can do it. You can you can get your free membership at the YMCA, but you can also do it like Define Fitness, and you can also do it like Anytime Fitness. You get a membership everywhere in town. Sure. Go, go get super swole. I guess it depends on what you like too, right? I mean, it's, it does a certain program fit your needs. And I like to swim. I used to swim competitively in high school, so I love swimming. Well, that's my thing with the Y. My thing with the Y is the fellowship. Mm. I've only met the nicest people there. Aside from Van, everyone there is very nice. That's a true statement. Yeah, it's the truest thing he's ever said. No one drinks more coffee at the Y than me. I do. You keep having extra cups with that yeah. next guy and the next guy. I do one rep, get a cup. Do another rep, get a cup. A little bit of stretching, a little bit of get a cup. Monday through Thursday, 5.30 to 8 p.m. Fridays, 5.30 to 7.30. Saturday, 7.30 to 3. And Sundays, 1 to 5 because it's the YMCA and the sun. You guys do yoga classes? At the Y, no. I haven't. I have yet to as well. I don't even know if they have it. They do. Okay, they have it. Yeah, they do. I just use the court. I like the court. I'm, what I'm trying to do is get my hook shot down so the next time I see A.J. Bramlett, I can confidently say, hey, try to stop this hook. Let's grab a break. Where we get back, we're just 15 short minutes from Ryan Tamari joining us and us wrapping the week. We need more baseball? Please. Yeah, let's do more baseball. Oh, let's do Lobos. We yeah, let's really, do Lobos. Let's do Lobos. You got a bunch of Lobos stuff, don't you, Vitale? Yeah, I got a couple. Our show notes got turned around as, as we had some stuff run long, so I apologize to the friends of the show. Dave Busters presents Two Men on the Lobos, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. He looked healthier in practice this week, which is positive. And then I think Bryson Carroll looked a lot better in practice this week, too, with two weeks and, and a little bit better conditioning and uh, so if if Isaiah can't, I feel more comfortable giving Bryson a shot this week if Isaiah isn't fully healthy. But he did look better in practice. But I tell what year is that clip from? I'm confused. <laughs> it's the other day. What what year is that Bryson Carroll audio soundbite from? <laughs> That's from last year, right? Uh, maybe when when he was an active player on the team. Is that is that when that was from? Still on the roster, what? would you believe? Yes. You know about this, fam? No. <laughs> student, former 
running back for the Lobos, Bryson Carroll. Went from, like, he was like a student coach. Is that right, Vital? Just going to be the backup quarterback now. He had eligibility left, and they're just like, hey, why don't you play quarterback? I think you're not that far off. I know they called Scott Bayo, but he wasn't available. Scott Bakula? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the way I tell a joke is funny, and that is a funny joke. That's a good one. Call that a callback in the biz. It's a callback. Had to be here an hour one, and if you weren't, we understand. You've been here the whole time. It's a good joke. If you're just showing up, you don't get it. Started from the beginning, now we're here. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah Chavez is your quarterback this weekend. And this weekend is uh, going to be an uphill battle for your boys. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think whoever plays Isaiah Chavez is in for an uphill battle. You you say that every single time. He's undefeated. He still hasn't lost. He's won every football game he's played. And there was uh, the last game where he didn't finish. He won the quarter he played. So how about that? Kid's a winner. Boise State, though. Yeah, it's Boise State. I mean, it's Boise State. In Boise. In Boise. In Boise. I don't know if you're familiar. And by, it's a 6-4 and four Boise team, by the way, so it's not what Boise has been. I don't like that word. I just said it twice. I just realized I don't like the word Boise. Boise? They give you moist vibes? It's First of all, it's very similar to the branding of our program, and I don't like that. Okay. Because we're the boys. The boys. The boysies. Not that far-fetched for Isaiah Chavez to have the upset. But it's kind of far-fetched. I but it's not I that far-fetched. It's not that far-fetched. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to beat this dead horse until I break my horse stick. What Isaiah what? Chavez is undefeated. Use that word He's again? never lost. Horse stick? Yeah, that's how you beat a dead horse. Use a horse stick. That's not a thing. <laughs> how do you? How else do you beat a dead horse? With your fists? What year is this? I don't. I you horse caveman? I can't answer a lot of the things you're saying. Okay. This this is a very important question. Okay, here we go. How do you beat a dead horse? <laughs> I know exactly what that means, and I know all, I've always known what that means. I get it, and I do it all the time. You just can't put the word "stick" behind a noun and say that that that's the, is a tool. That's the that's the blunt instrument you use to beat a dead horse. Use a horse stick, right? A horse rod. Stop! Stop! You're making me real mad. Are you want the money line? You want the spread or you want the over under? Uh give me the spread. Twenty seven and a half. Oh my god, that's more than I thought it was gonna be. Oh man. I was gonna I thought, cover. <laughs> I thought like twenty one and a half. Uh if the defense can do what they did against Wyoming, I I think it's a pretty good shot. They could win like nine nothing. Nine three. I think this team has three scores in them. If I think that for sure. Now, are they field goals or, defensive, or touchdowns? Defensive scores. The Lobos? Uh-huh. No, no, no. They have, they have Isaiah Chavez. 
If Isaiah Chavez plays the whole game, I'm predicting an upset. Because, you know, the history. <laughs> hey, Vital, fun fact. Isaiah Chavez is undefeated. Uh, there you go. Against, <laughs> against Wyoming. Hey, Vital, get your horse stick out. Hey, I'm going to pull out my horse rod <laughs> here real quick. And beat this dead horse that Isaiah Chavez has never lost. He's a winner. Yeah, according to Van Horse Switch Nunley. He's... Is it a switch, actually? Could be a horse switch. That would take longer. What do jockeys use? Is that what you're talking about? Rod. Called a switch. You can't see what I'm doing right now because we're on radio and not television. All right, use your best descriptive But I'm doing the letter C with my hand, and I think a rod is about the size of the letter C. No. A stick stick is you touch your thumb to your fingers. I think that's stick. But a switch is, like, thinner than your pinky, right? The rule of thumb? Well, the rule of thumb is something different. Yeah, the rule of thumb is we won't go into that because that's not, it's not the best rule these days. I didn't, I didn't make the rule, so don't get mad at me. Well, it's just about not having, like, practical experience, the rule of thumb. So if you use a horse rod, no, it takes significantly less time to beat a dead horse like me and Isaiah Chavez. Horse stick is medium. Horse shaft follows. Horse shaft? Gross. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking war shaft. <laughs> Rorschach? Thank you. And then a horse switch. That would just take forever. You couldn't You couldn't beat a dead horse with a horse switch. What about a horse pokey boy? Like something you, you would take to Poklahoma? Well, the Boise State is is the Broncos, which is a form of horse. Right. So if the Lobos show up with enough horse sticks, this should be handled. I would I would prefer a horse rod. The Broncos are favored by 27.5, and, and I believe that your UNM Lobos will score 21 points, which means you should take the over set at 48.5. Man, uh, the Lobos are doing very poorly against the spread, and the Lobos aren't scoring a lot of points. So if the Lobos were to win, or if the Lobos were to beat the spread, they would have to keep Boise from scoring? Correct. So I think the under is a smart play. If you're taking Lobos and the points, you should take the under. Boise State is 10-1 and in the 11 all-time head-to-head matchups between these two teams. That's pretty good. Boise State last played New Mexico in 2019, where they defeated them 42-9. to That would have covered. That would have covered in the over. You are correct in saying that the Lobos are not very good against the spread as they are currently sitting 1-4 and four against the spread in their last five road games. It has been the under for New Mexico in the last five games, though. Yep. What are you going to do here? Uh, I'm taking Lobos in the points. I think uh, Rocky Long cooks up a good scheme, keeps uh, Boise from – Getting over 40. Lobos score in the low teens. They cover. And the under. I don't hate any of it. Yeah. Vital, we, I know we only got a couple moments before Ryan Tamari joins us. You give us that basketball snippet. Yep. Coach Patino on tomorrow's opponent, Montana State. I know that Montana State may not have the cachet of some of the bigger names. Trust me, Lobo fans, we need this place packed. They are picked to win their conference. They've got experience. 
that would be a huge win for us. We need to pack this place, bring your families, make this place loud again uh, because it's a really good opponent. So you might not know this, friend of the show. I lived in Montana for some time. I have been to Bozeman. I have seen Montana State play in person over there at the field house. It's a very small arena. It's itty-bitty. It's like 7,000 people. It's super tiny. Aww. It's intimate. And I just absolutely hate the Bobcats. I hope they just get super embarrassed and get booed out of the building because that's what I think they deserve. I think I got some serious jet lag. From the Big Sky Conference? Mm-hmm. You've you know, been. You know whose opinion I want to hear on it? Who? Star of first and five oh five every Saturday morning from eight to eleven, Ryan Tamari. He will be joining us after the break. Dave Buster's presents two men on Ryan Tamari live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I nine and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Ant. Back on the program. Joining us, the newest free agent talent acquisition for the sports animal. Heard weekend mornings 8 to 11. First in 505's Ryan Tamari. Ryan, welcome to the program. Thank you, guys. How are you doing? Hey, congratulations on your uh, your big announcement there. What was it? I don't remember. Uh, your new show? Oh, yeah. That's or, am I, or, or am I behind the times? Yeah, well, everyone... that's usually the Everyone uh, congratulated us days. No, I'm just kidding. We do appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's been excited. I think it's been received well. The thing that we hear most is like, hey, way to open up the weekend for an actual sports show. That's the feedback we get. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I've gotten some feedback, too. Uh, and I'm a sports nerd, so what? I don't know what else to say to that. I'm just excited. And uh, I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity. Aww. What's going on this weekend on the program? Who do you got? What are you talking about? Well, uh, we're going to hit on mobile football, all the usual topics. I guess the usual suspects in this town, especially given, you know, the time of year. Um, you know, Lobos are the football teams at Boise State tomorrow night. We're going to hit on that. I don't know if it's going to be a debacle or if they can pull a miracle. Um, basketball teams looking good. Going to hit on uh, Lobo basketball a little bit. Uh, have Albuquerque Betspurt Stephen Pinion. Uh, he's going to give us uh, his NFL picks. He was two and one last week on the three bets he made, so he's he's making some money. Um, and he's also doing a McRib challenge, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I know that's off topic, no, but it's we'll not. explain I more tomorrow. That. I had a Mc- you, um, you know our show. Well, We'd rather talk about well, McRibs. What was that? So you know our show. We'd rather be talking McRibs. Uh, I would say McRibs. Yeah, you, you are on the you bar. Guys, yeah, you. You guys would rather be talking about yeah. that. They're on the varsity of, like, exclusive right now only foods. It's up there with pumpkin spice. I, no, I, I agree with that. I, I had said when Taco Bell did uh, the cheesy gordita crunch for a while there, they did it exclusively during the year. And if you've never had a cheesy gordita crunch, it will change your life, and I'm glad that it's on their full menu now. I would. That's not even close. That's what I'm saying. It's a full menu one. It doesn't count. Like, what counts is, like, what are those eggs you get at Easter Van that everyone raves about? Cadbury eggs? Yeah, Cadbury eggs are on there. Oh, I'm, that, over, I'm over those now. But you weren't. What about, like, I, I used to be obsessed what about with like candy corn? Ugh. No, see, oh, that's just terrible. a Halloween candy. Like, like yeah. what, we're talking, like, short-run exclusives. So we're talking about, like, oops, all berries, Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I'm going with it. 
God, no, no, I get it. I get it. Um, but, yeah, no, I'd say them, the McRib is probably high on your varsity list there. That's insane. At high. least it would be on mine. So you're talking Lobos football, you're going to preview the big game. You're talking Lobos basketball, you're going to preview the not-so-big game. Well, what are you talking about yeah. nationally? Nationally, um, we'll hit NFL bets. Uh, it's a full slate of college football tomorrow. Um, and I cut myself off there with McRib. I mean, I'm going to talk about uh, NMSU and why they should join the SEC. They're they're playing Kentucky tomorrow. Big, big underdog. Uh, everybody knows that they were um, – <laughs> they played Alabama last week, um, but not to, you know, piggy, sorry to piggyback back to local level. Um, as for guests on the show tomorrow, I'm kind of making a joke about it, having a TV funhouse tomorrow. I have Bethany Miller from KOAT. She's a new sports anchor, assistant director there, I believe. Your friend of the show, Brandon Ortega from KOB, and the legend himself, sports director of KRQE, Van Tate. And then I'm also very excited to have on UNM men's head hockey club coach, uh, Grant Harvey. He's going to talk about his playing days. He's the head coach now. Uh, I know New Mexico isn't ideal for hockey. Uh, I, you know, I've got East Coast roots, and I grew up loving uh, the New Jersey Devils in the early 2000s. Um, and he's an interesting cat. He's a He's a he's a hoot and a holler, so I'm excited to uh, talk to him. Um, but as far as national goes, you know, NFL, the NCAA, the NCAA were what? This is the last. We're down to the last two weeks of the regular season, and I want to hit on uh, why MLB chooses their awards so late, way after the postseason and in the middle of football season, which makes zero sense to me. Ryan, I want to hear about the feedback on the new show. Is the Saturday morning you know, I, is a Saturday morning crowd super excited that they get three hours of sports with a self-proclaimed sports nerd, or do they miss us? I would say it's twenty-five, seventy-five percent there. Um, I've gotten some cool feedback uh, on my social media or the interwebs. My Snapbook or uh, face chat or whatever you want to call it. Uh, actually, I just created a um, side note. I just created a uh, Instagram page for my show. It's at first and five hundred five. So go there. Um, I, you know, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback saying that people really like talking sports uh, on Saturday mornings. But I know there has to be people out there that miss you on Saturday mornings. But at least they get a dose of you guys five times a week. Well, that's, that's the silver lining that's right the way, there. Yeah, that's the way it is. Here's it's how, a little bit of give and take. No, it's absolutely – it's mostly take from us. The We were out at True. the uh, Outpost last week, Van, watching USA Women's National Hockey play the Ice Wolves. And I will argue with you uh, left to right and up to down, Ryan Tamari, that this is a hockey town. Because we, like, we saw it in person when we were live from the Outpost. It's, it's very funny you say that. Fred, because you didn't live here in the 90s when the New Mexico Scorpions were at not Kingley Coliseum, Stingley Coliseum. Yeah, there was a there was a massive following for New Mexico Scorpions hockey. It was really beloved here. They moved out uh, to Rio Rancho. I don't know what happened. It died. But I was, you know, it's very sad to to hear. I went to several games when I was a wee. Uh, I was much smaller and much skinnier uh, about 20 years ago. It was a lot of fun. So to your point, that's a topic I haven't talked on, talked about in a while is hockey in this city, hockey in this state. And it, the Scorpions were a big draw. So you, there's some truth to what you're saying. 
I know, Ryan, you're Mr. Positive, and, and you believe in your Lobos, your alma mater. How do they pull it off tomorrow? At Boise State? Oh, sure. boy. Um, I, you know, I lived here in 2015 in what can be deemed the greatest sporting night in the history of this state where Holly Holm defeated Ronda Rousey and the right right then and there I think it was beforehand I don't remember but uh you know UNM and Bob Davy they upset Boise State on that blue field um however this team even though I love Danny Gonzalez I truly truly do and many of my friends acquaintances who are also UNM alumni I think there's a buzz that that he might be the answer but it's a Philadelphia 76er type thing I guess trust trust the process so I I I don't have high hopes for tomorrow, so so much for Mr. Positivity. Ryan Tamari, host of First and 505, heard here on the Sports Animal 8 to 11 on Saturday mornings. Anything we missed, my friend? I think that is it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for the opportunity, and I'm, I have big shoes to fill. And as I've said on my show, you guys saw something in me that I don't see in myself, so I appreciate it. And, again, congrats to you guys. You guys are awesome. Ryan will be joining us every Friday at or near 630 to talk, preview what he's doing on the weekend, and we're excited for that to happen. Ryan, thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. What a good you dude. Too, buddy. What a good dude. I'm glad he's coming out hot. Yeah. He's got some good success already. He's got a lot of fans already. Took advantage of my Rolodex already. Sure. Yeah. Ex friend of the show, Brandon Ortega is going to be on. No longer friend of the show. Nope. Traitor to the show. Double dipping. That's how I feel. How many times is Brandon Ortega on the morning show? He's a real Brandon Dick Arnold. That's yeah, who he that's is. That's how I feel. Yeah. Brando or take your talents somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We'll get back today's I 9 varsity is the varsity of friends of the show. Dave Busters presents AB, excuse me, two men on the varsity. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA at Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Very good program today. Thank you to all who were involved. Friend of the show, Lenny. Friend of the show, Vincent. New friend of the show, Jordan Pacheco. Hitting coach, former Major League Baseball player, former minor league baseball player for the ice tubs former baseball player over there at la cueva john traub gm of the ice tubs aj bramlett national champion podcast host guy who helps a ton around the community off the air we were talking to aj about the second we turned the mics off and went to hey who are you helping right now how can we help that's all it went to Dane Leninger of the YMCA, thank you to he for coming on and talking about the programs over there. And our friend Ryan Tamari, the host of First and 505, which you can catch tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I'm talking like 13 hours from now. Yeah, super soon. Super soon. You know, a lot have, of Have yourself a couple oat sodas, get a good night's sleep, wake up early. Wake up early, fresh and crisp. Yes, I used we- to host that time slot. I know the routine. Yeah, you got to start early. <laughs> The Varsity is a part of our program we've been doing since the start of our program, before it was this program, when it was the old program. 
And the varsity is a short list of what we identify as the varsity team of a certain topic. The topic today, the I-9 Varsity, League Office 280 and I-9Sports.com, 505-312-4999. The I-9 Varsity of Friends of the Show. If you listen to us regularly, you know that we refer to everyone who listens as a friend. If you if you take the time to so choose our program, you are a friend of our program, and we are a friend to you. Text your boys, 505-246-0610. All right, Van, the I-9 Varsity of Friends of the Show. I would like you to go first, please. You would like for me to go first? Yes. Okay. So when I was thinking of Friends of the Show, uh-huh. first I was like, can, should we talk about our old school partners and sponsors and uh-huh. who really helped us out from the beginning? I thought that'd be nice. And You're, I was thinking... The OG Friends of the Show. Correct. And I was thinking, well, maybe we should call out some longtime contributors and callers and and participants on this show. I was like, you know Art. what? I think I'm going to analyze the friends of the show and say, what what pushes us? What makes us tick? So my first on my list of the I-9 varsity for friends of the show would be pride. So we're very proud of what we do here. And uh, sometimes to the point where it could be vain, where we get glory from it. You might call it vain glory. So number one on my... My varsity of friends of the show would be pride. Normally, I follow you out of the gate, but I'm not quite there yet. Wait for it. So what, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is secede my first one and give you the second one in a row so I can analyze more. No, no, Van, no. what is your second No, no, no. You varsity. Please, please, you first. I will present dead air to the audience. <laughs> okay. Well, well, second on my I-9 varsity of friends of the show. Yes. Something else that really helps the show move forward, and I would say it would be – um. Gluttony. Okay. Gluttony, which includes drunkenness, because we do like to imbibe a little bit, and it does help us come up with some ideas sometimes and help us get through those very stressful moments. So I'm going to say next on my I-9 varsity would be gluttony. Sober October, very motivating for you guys, I could tell. Yes. Pass. Okay, Van, go again. I think next on my I-9 varsity of friends of the show – Would be envy. Oh, okay. Being very envious, and that's that's might might be where uh, sober October comes to play. Because I see someone doing better than me, and I'm like, you know what? I want to be that too. So I'm very very envious. Our show is based on a lot of envy, Fred. So you currently have three on the varsity. Would you say there are seven total that you're going to give us? I was just going to do four. Okay, but there are seven total if we have time. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Pass again. Pass again? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say sloth. Okay. Really contributes to the show. Uh-huh. Sloth is a big friend of the show. Because how would how else would we watch the sports and the movies and the music and the pop culture and all the stuff that it takes to, to put this show on? So next on the I-9 Varsity of Friends of the Show, I would say sloth. Elsa, don't forget live F- shows. Fred, how about you? Tag me out on this one, Van. What do you got? <laughs> next on my list of the friends of the show would be wrath wrath or anger oh okay because sometimes there's topics that make us so furious we get very wrathful of these topics that we have to talk about wrathful wrathful not sure that's a word yeah it is now fred your turn i was gonna say 
all the friends of the show. Uh, yeah, I was okay. gonna I was gonna lump them all into one category. Community of friends. Yeah, and say it's the friends we made along the way is what I was going to say. If you didn't understand where I was going with this here, want me to give you the next one? Why not? How about greed? Very greedy people here. We're we're, we're greedy and we're covetous because we want all the success in the world and all we do is focus on our show and we just let all of our relationships around us just dissolve into nothing because of the <laughs> greed, the pure greed of success that we want this show to be. So I think next would be greed, Fred. Hey, what's what's your next answer? Fred? All the friends we made along the way. There's one more if you'd like to hear my last one. Yes. It would be lust. <laughs> oh. Inordinate or illicit sexual desire. We lust. <sighs> very lustful on this show. We make a lot of sex jokes and innuendo. What? So we're very lustful as well. So my I-9 varsity had seven this time. It was, it was seven. Yeah. There's seven on my list. You say it was a little healthy. A little too healthy for me. Oh, okay. We're wrapping this one up. I am on assignment next week as I'm going to my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri to spend the Thanksgiving holiday with my family. Van will be here Monday through Wednesday, and you will have just a carousel of guests alongside you. So much help, so much fun. And if you'd like to know yeah. that if you didn't get the setup there, it was the seven deadly sins. Yes, no, we got it. And each of these can be overcome with the seven corresponding virtues which we would like to do more of going forward. Oh, God. And we're sorry that we're such horrible sinners. Those would be humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and a big one for me, diligence. Father Nunley, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Monday, Burke.